three, four, coming around, here we go. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, as, as you wish. This is Jim speaking to the new idea of what was, what's the, the important thing, an, an important thing that I do every day. Jim, what important and, thing do you do every day? And to, just as I gather myself, I, I go, well, you know, I was considering doing readings, which I'm doing, and I've been doing almost every day for quite a while now, as, of course, an important thing. Prayer, uh, you know, steady prayer, pretty good. Um, it helps. And... But then I thought, well, I don't do it every day. What do I do every day? Well, what I do every day when I get up in the morning, and especially now, is my dog, Skinny, comes upstairs around between 5 and 6, because I get up at 6 to do, to do my readings and that. And so she comes, wakes me up, and Mary complains that she's there. <laughs> and and uh, I go, don't worry about it. I'm getting up. And so I get up. And if I do a reading, I leave her outside the door. She has to wait for me. And, and then I crawl down the stairs backwards and find my walker at the bottom of the stairs and take her to the back door. And she decides on her own whether she's going to go the, to the washroom or she's going to have breakfast first. So the cat will jump out at that point. Cat always goes out. So I have to give my dog breakfast for what she is just so thankful and then wait for her to want to go out again, to go to number, number one and two. And, uh, and then she will stay usually, except now because we have snow on the ground, she doesn't want to stay. So that's my, it's important because they, they're really nice to me, these two. And I had a real, just as an add on, the other morning, my dog came out quite early, like very early, and she laid down beside the bed. And so I reached over and I put my hand on her just chest or tummy. And then the cat was right beside between Mary and I. So I put my hand on the cat's tummy and I laid there for about an hour with these two tummies. And it was sparklingly lovely. It was just, I'm going like, wow, I've never, this has never happened before where I had two little sleeping lovers here digging me like crazy so that's added to my the fact that it's an important they're important they're beings that uh i uh i happen to get along with i'm a little doggy in my own nature if it would truth be told that's it how so how are you a little doggy i like to be in the bush i like to run in the bush i like to be free uh, I don't like human beings as much as dogs because I understand dogs and especially dogs that are used to being in the bush. I understand them really well. Dogs in the house, not so much. They're a little more like people, but I understand their desire to run and be, be in the bush and free and having nature flapping by you and kind of, an orgy of nature. Uh, and then, you know, it's just something I like. I used, you know, I still like it. I don't run, but I go in the bush and the dogs, I mean, when I take her for a walk, she's, 
real happy for two hours she's gone she i may lose her she may just go i don't keep her with me she just goes wherever she wants so uh because i let her because <laughs> i understand She's like you building your building. She just gets exuberated by the process. I want to do it. Let them go. Well, yeah, so it, it, it's very um, primal or instinctual. Yes. Yeah. 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 The joy of uh, being in the bush is a release for people who... Uh, can feel it. I mean, I, I sense the trees. I sense everything. As soon as I'm in the bush, it's like this orchestra that's around me. And I've always been like that. I've always sought it out. People, gatherings of people, no, not so much at all. But, uh, but the bush but don't you also, is always... Don't you also walk yeah. every day? Yeah. Yeah. I go on the big two-hour walk up the mountain and around. Yeah. I was anyway till I broke my my leg so yeah i mean i and even the garden i mean you're these are plants these are instinctual things they're much easier to deal with than human beings human beings are frightening you know in in their uh indeterminate and unthought out movements forward you know, animals, you can, they're, they're going to move towards inst instinct, plants, instinct, instinct. They know what to do. They know what to do. Us, not so much, you know, so, but you guys are pretty good. Eh? I mean, you guys are pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a smile on my face now, Jim. Thank you. <laughs> That's, good, That's good. That's good. Okay. Yeah, what do you do every but, day that's important? You know, I, I've been uh, so, sort of uh, thinking about this uh, for, for a few days, and I was like, well, I do this, I do that, I do... But it, it, it's not one thing. So it, it might just be the... Um, uh, you might you might call it a practice. So, um, but it's several practices which I endeavor to do every day. So, um, whoo, where should we begin? <laughs> See, I'm quite complicated. I'm not so instinctual like you. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it, it, okay, quickly. In the morning, I, I get up and uh, do a little bit of business, and uh, then I, I, I'll sit down for about 20 minutes, cross-legged, holding the beacon, and I recite the Japji Sai, which is, uh, which is um, a quintessential Sikh uh, poetry verse. It, it's um, when they started the... the came up with their own language. And so uh, I sit there for about 20 minutes doing that. And then I, uh, and I have a Tibetan mala, which I got from Gorbi. And so I go through one cycle of that. And then hopefully I've woken up in time and then I'll go down for the morning, morning uh, breakfast and watch the... Uh, 
Gobi's Cafe. Gobi's great if you've never seen him. He's like just amazing. But anyway, I'll watch that and then I'll then the rest of the practices, I'll endeavor to do some uh, Tai Chi for about five, ten minutes. And uh, since uh, Saturday, I've thrown in two cycles of the uh, movements um, in there as well. And then uh, the other practices, uh, five minutes of drawing right at the moment with a pen, a pencil, 9B and guitar for at least five minutes a day. And then you think, well, you know, that doesn't actually take that long, but it's a, it's a real challenge to find the time amongst everything else, which is uh, which takes up uh, one's time, uh, you know, bills, kids, parents, dishes, cooking, eating. So, um, grocery shopping, so um, yeah, that that sort of uh, you know, it's it's sort of like uh, I, I guess in the east they call it as sadhana, so it's 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 a practice, but it's just my my practice is is um, trying to uh, use all the perceptions, so seeing hearing and tasting, feeling, listening, and try to use all of that as a, as a daily practice. Nice. I'm nodding my head in agreement. <laughs> I mean, there's so many more things I could be doing, but you know, and then some things you just do every couple of days or However, however, it sort of it comes down to it. How long did you do Zen Basics? Zen Basics, when I started, I did it for probably six or seven years. And um, every Zen day? Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember if I was trying to do it twice a day or not, but when uh, when I started, so... Uh, my uh, older son, he came along in 1990, and uh, he uh, he used to sit down with me sometimes and, 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 you know, do Zen basics with me. He's too old to do that sort of silly stuff <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I was proud of you doing it that long. I was... Uh... I wonder if your Sikh heritage allows you to do practices more than us renegades or teaches you the, the, the process of that. Yeah, it might, it might be. Actually, the, 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 the Sikh practice is called uh, Nitnam. And if you, if you ask um, uh, a regular Sikh what that is, what they would say is uh, there's actually five different hymns or poetry or readings, however you want to do it. And they take an hour at least. So as a, if you're a, what they call a, a regular practicing Sikh, you do all of all five of those in the morning. And uh, I could never do that. I just do the first one that's 20 minutes and I don't, I haven't endeavored to, to, to learn the rest because part of it is 
to me anyway is 20 minutes a day is a, is a good sort of time reference but also you know you're listening and you're chanting and you're trying to follow and you know you're all over the place and you're thinking did I do that first did I do that did I miss that have I done it oh what should I do and then sometimes you get like a really nice nice little little uh, uh, little where you're just glued on and you're just stuck and you're listening to everything and you're hearing it and it's uh, that that sort of makes it worthwhile. It's it's rhythmical too, and then I eventually it came to me, and I don't even know if this is real, but I think what nickname actually means is every day. So it doesn't mean that you do these five hymns. It means that you set up a practice and you do it every day. Where have we heard that before? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I just made that up. <laughs> I'll do a Google search on it one day and see if that's what it actually means. But yeah, but yeah, it sort of sort of ties everything together. You know, maybe it's just my mental stuff. Who knows? Substantial. Yeah. But I mean, there's so much more I could be doing. But anyway, Fred. I, I know for a little, I know for a little while. Uh, well, you might still be doing it, but you used to do the five minutes French drop in the mirror. Mm -hmm. No, not in the mirror. I wasn't that devoted. No, I, 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 I like this question, um, but um, my um, practices change. So there's something, uh, it depends on when you ask me, if, what, what are you doing now every day? It's, it, I, I don't have the uh, lengthy history that you have with, with the morning prayers jazz want or Jim's sort of regularization for the life of a dog and a cat to to nurture and, and care for them and be with them right so mine tends to shift and I won't go through all of them but you know it depends if you asked me six years ago I would have like these three things I do every day right right now um, I made it more important than, than I have made it to be. And that is uh, what I mean by more important that I, I, I under no circumstances will not do it every day. There is no excuse that I can make up or nothing that can happen in my life that serves as an excuse that would say not today. Cause I, I'm pretty good at saying, well, I'll, I'll, I'll do double tomorrow or something, you know? So for me right now, it's, it's writing. Um, I write every night, uh, and I'm writing my, my memories. So, uh, it's a very whimsical choice. It wasn't, uh, something that somebody assigned to me or suggested to me. It was sort of self-diagnosed that I wanted to start writing my memories and explore the idea of memory and story memory and story they're very similar as it turns out as i've been writing so i've been writing now for every night for a little over a year 
And what I mean by this is I have to write at least one paragraph or that's what I have to do sometimes. And I don't, if I just write one paragraph, it's good. I, I, I checked the box, I did it. And I, and I, I say, okay, good. I didn't lose today. Today, I didn't break the string. And I, I've become fascinated by the idea of not breaking the string and what that, what that is to not break the string, right? Mm. And so, and also writing, uh, uh, how do I say this? Sorry for the pause. Um, I just began and I didn't know where it was gonna go. And I'm super happy about where it's taken me to like revisit, attempt to reconstruct my life through storytelling, through memories. And, um, and then I get surprised because I look at how much I've written over a year, even if it's only been a paragraph at times. And I'm, 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 uh, I don't want to count my beers, right? I, I have uh, an aversion to people who count the number of beers they drink, right? So the word count doesn't matter, but for me, it's like, wow. So if you do something every day, even if it's a little thing, it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows. And one way I can see its growth, like factually and like with data is like word count, right? So I have no idea what it's going to be, what it's going, I don't even read it, right? I only read the previous paragraph to see where I was in the story and then continue, right? So there's hundreds and hundreds of stuff, moments that I haven't revisited, you know, they've also become memories. <laughs> so, so the exponentialness of a daily practice or something we do that's every day, and it's you know, uh, I'm still jaw dropped at the mm -hmm. exponentiality of such a such a um, endeavor. I'm going to take your word, jazz one. I like it, endeavor. Mm -hmm. So that's for me right now. It's writing and also music, but I I, I forgive myself if it's late. And we've played video games together, Jaswant, and it's 1230 <laughs> at night here, right? We finished playing video games with Claude. And yeah. I luckily, if I'm smart enough, I've already written, right? Uh. <laughs> but often I'm not that smart. So it's like 1230. All right, sit down at the computer after killing monsters with Jaswant and Claude and yeah. pound away at least a paragraph and then maybe music but also music every day. I played guitar every day for five minutes until the new thing that I have. Uh, so music is also part of that, but I can't, I can't say I do it every day. I do it most every day. Mm -hmm. So when, when you write, do you, do, do, is there a, do you go along a timeline or just whatever comes into your head? It's been very fun. I, started the, I start near the beginning of my life but I've been allowed, because I don't have any, any um, this child doesn't have to be anything when it grows up. It can just do whatever it wants, right? So mm -hmm. I don't, I, I, I've been allowing, and it's really fun to see like how one memory then triggers this other sort of disconnected, but they're connected, but strangely and oddly disconnected. I started writing about my humiliations, which are many, I, I had a lot of fun writing about all the moments in my life where I was wildly humiliated, like when I shit my pants 
at football practice. That was, you know, how do you set that up, right? You don't forget that. Like that was a memory that was very fresh, like my poop in my pants. You know, and I remembered like there's certain things of those dramatically humiliating moments that are very easy. But then, so writing about that leads me to write about you know, my wish to be a football player, right? When I grew up, mm-hmm. play American football. And then I, I started writing about when I went, I, I had the audacity to think that I could play college football, even though I was only second string in high school, because I thought my coaches didn't understand my talents. So I went, <laughs> to the, I weighed 135 pounds and I was not fast. So, um, so I went to the coach. So I sent my tapes, right? My high school football tapes from the games to the coaches and my parents and I, because my parents were like that. They came with me to the coach's office at the university. And and I I said, here's my tapes very proudly, right? You know, the, they let me play at the end of the game when we were up by four, four touchdowns, right? So here. Um, and I sat there with my parents waiting for the coaches to return after watching my reel. And they came back into the room and it's like, whoa, okay, college football coaches, here I am, you know, I'm ready to go. And they're like, well, Fred, we can't stop you from trying out for the team. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a lot of fun writing about those kinds of moments. Wow. And from there, other things. I've just started, I haven't even gotten to the part where where Elaine and I've been together for 13 years and I have not even there yet. I've I've stayed away from the present because then I really get carried away. And then plus she could read it. Yeah, well, she wants to read that. She's like, when are you writing about me? I haven't even written about my second wife yet. So just relax, you know. <laughs> you know, so all that. It's been fun. And I don't know what it is or what it's going to become, but I'm it only gives me um, strong data and evidence that this idea of doing something, whatever it is, mm-hmm. every day has a, a kind of strength to it that I didn't recognize in the past. I thought it more of a pain in the ass to have to do something every day, you know, as a practice. Wow. It was I, I remember to fight to do, fight myself to do. I remember when you when you shared that with us. I think it was two or three months ago. And um, I actually started on that too. And um, and so this is how my brain, mind, how, how I work. And so I um, I had to find I had to find a little pad so I could type on it so I it could save it and so and uh, I, I did. I found the. I, I used my wife's iPad, and I very diligently worked through. I think probably one day, and and what how how I had done it to try and track my memories. I taken it so I'd gone from present day, and so I'd written down the different places and towns and addresses that I that I could recall that I'd written along with the years. And then I was going to carry on with that. And then uh, since then, the iPad's just been sitting on my shelf in the bedroom. I haven't gotten any further with it. But that's not to say I, I, I won't. It's 
one of those projects which 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 is there, and I'm sure it would be very worthwhile. And it's interesting hearing that you just do a paragraph, and like so so in a year that would be like 365 paragraphs, which is pretty substantial. Yeah. And it'd be great how one one memory associates a, a different memory and brings it in. Yeah, and does that. I've, I've come to realize, I subtitled it, the, the, I have a title uh, for it. It's called A Hillbilly Goes to School. <laughs> and then I subtitled it because it, after a year, really it took a year to get here. I re, I, I, I've come to realize, ask me in six months, I might say something different. I come to realize that basically what I'm writing are the stories that I tell myself about myself, right? So there is no truth. In, in really in my life there's just the way i remember what happened and the way i remember it is in a story so it's like and, and the story is going to be wrong because if i have my sister who was there too and ask her what she remembers it's very different right or she remembers a detail that is completely gone from my mind right so i find it i think it's more truthful to say these are the stories i tell myself mm -hmm. So how did I get here, right? Well, here's the story I tell myself on how I got here. It's, it's nowhere. It's lo loosely based on the truth, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I find that really interesting for me. And then I extrapolate it out to others. I'm like, oh, we're all living in our own sort of stories that we tell ourselves. Yeah. Well, we're actors. Yeah. yeah. Jim, you write Jim. a blog. Yeah, Jim's very good. I did. I stopped. I stopped, but I would like to, to, um, yeah, I mean, I'm getting excitement from you guys because I do need, at this point, I realize I, I need some crack, steadying down my life a bit. I just want to add too that part of my daily, important daily things is the garden and the fire. I have to start the fire first thing in the morning. And then the garden is always on my mind. Where am I at? Where am I at? It snowed outside. So I've got things that are still needing to be done. And the key for me is that it's not people. I, I realized that working not with people is, is lovely. It's just, it's lovely because there's not a contention there. The, all, the fire will do what it will do. I respond to its needs. The, the garden, I respond to its needs. It, I don't tell it what to do. My dog, you know, I don't tell her what to do. I, in fact, I get in trouble with the lady who's going to cut my hair today because she, German lady, she says, you didn't train your dog. I said, but she listens to me. She's <laughs> always listening to me. I said, that's all I need, eh? Wow. But it does, I'm, I, these, I appreciate your, your, your practices because I love accumulating things like that. You accumulate, slowly accumulate, and you get used to the accumulation, and it's not a rich diet. It's a, it's a lean diet when you go little bits steadily. And the wiseness, understanding that comes out of that is huge. It's not smart stuff, it's wise, it's understanding, oh, okay, 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 I get it. <laughs> anyway. You have enough firewood, Jim. I have enough firewood. My son and my son-in-law went and got some 
beautiful tamarack larch standing dead that is on this property that I that I've had that I've been eyeballing for 20 years. And it's the most precious firewood here. And so yeah, I've got enough and uh, it feels pretty good as uh, I could show you the scene outside. It's about six inches of snow out there. And it's definitely uh, we need it. it. We need it. So, so, so Jim, your your practices are like um, uh, essential. They're like for survival. They're for survival. That, that, that's how you're primal and instinctive. And uh, you know, if you don't have the firewood, you're gonna freeze to death. If you don't have food from the garden, you're gonna starve to death. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it helps. I've always sort of been in that zone. Like I say, I'm a dog kind of guy. I'm, I used to love going to the farm. I, I, you know, I'm not real sociable. Other, you know, I can be, but you know, I seek out the dogs wherever I go to visit people. I seek out their dog or cat, and you know, they like me right away. <laughs> they get it right. So it's it's a it's a stabilizing device keeps me on the planet the garden keeps me on the planet you know and uh but i'm i need some more of the practices that are because i mean i'm getting near the end eh so i better get skedaddling here pretty quick if i'm gonna jump off the diving board with anything substantial well i admire anybody who can get up very early in the morning and do a reading jim and joswell oh, yeah. That, that is a mountain that I don't like to climb very often. But when somebody passes that I feel obligated to read, you know, directions to them on the other side. But it's a challenge for me. These things, this is where, you know, I admire uh, the readers, especially because that's a hard one for me to get my head around. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the force I need can only be provided if it's like my grandmother who passed, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, if it's yeah. a person I'm not that, uh, don't feel that obligated to, I probably will just read in the evening when it's convenient for me, when I remember, right? I may do it every day, but it's not gonna be at six o'clock in the morning. That's for sure. Cause at six o'clock in the morning, I'm very much asleep, right? <laughs> so I don't have that chip in me and I admire those that do. <laughs> 